What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Terror Table, a horror movie podcast presented by the Saskatchewan Podcast Network, who is currently sponsored by Connexus Credit Union. I'm one of your regular hosts, Mitch Oliver, and you hear me every single week next to my pals, Kyle and Boozy, who are going to be joining me momentarily. Um, but for the time being, I just want to get some housekeeping out of the way. I just want to thank you all for sticking with us through all of this. I know that we are all living through a global pandemic at the moment, and uh, we're all trying to find ways to keep our time occupied and to keep entertained and to keep sane. And that isn't so easy for a lot of us, especially when we're so used to constantly going all the time. Um, but the thing is... The Terror Table loves horror movies. We love talking about horror movies, and we love keeping the conversation on horror movies. So that's exactly what we're going to do today. You don't need to worry about us talking about anything to do with the pandemic. We're going to just have fun, talk about what we've been watching, talk about what we've been seeing, talk about what we want to recommend to you guys, what we want you guys to avoid. Um, so keep a pen and paper out if you want to write down some stuff that uh, you want to check out this week. If you seem to forget something that we talk about, all of the movies that we discuss are in the show notes, so you can refer back to that. We're kicking off our Alien Invasion series today, so this is going to be a three-part episode, starting with my pick of the week, which is The Faculty from 1998. We're going to talk about everything that we've seen recently, and then we're going to cap everything off with an in-depth, in-depth discussion on The Faculty. Next week, we'll be back talking about Boozy's Alien Invasion pick of the week, which will be Honeymoon from 2014. And the week after that, we'll be talking about Kyle's pick, Annihilation, which came out in 2018, I believe. 2000, yeah, 2018, that sounds right. Sorry, you guys know that you never come to us for the facts. You come, for a, you come to us to be entertained, and that's what we're going to... We're going to do our best to keep you guys entertained, keep your mind off of all this shit, and just have some fun with us. Um, With all that being said, if you guys know anyone who might enjoy what we do, who might like horror movies or have some kind of interest in the things that we're interested in, recommend us to them. Let them know what the Terror Table is all about. Let them know where they can listen to our podcasts, and maybe they'll get some enjoyment out of this. We're all just trying to stay sane through all of this, so there's no better time to find a new podcast than right now. Uh, Thank you guys so much for sticking with us. We know we haven't been consistent recently, but we're working on it, and we promise you that we are not going anywhere now. We have figured out how to do all of this online shit that we need to do to keep up with the times and to keep Boozy and Kyle at their own houses and keep us all safe from each other. Uh, So we're going to keep talking about horror movies, and that's what you can expect from us. But until then... Here is our episode for this week where we talk about all the movies we've seen and then we talk about the faculty. Until then, I guess I'll just uh, leave you guys with the Creed cover that nobody asked for that was in the faculty. Uh, So with all that being said, take it away, Creed. Just All right, this voice. Shit. This voice you're hearing is Mitch. Who else do I got here with me? You have Kyle Zerbinski right next to you. And, and you got Boozy. Sweet. How you guys doing? I'm doing pretty uh, well, actually. I'm bored. You guys ready for another episode? Yeah, I'm definitely is, I've been looking more so. forward to this. 
I'm definitely Man. more so ready for this than I was last time. I think <laughs> this one this one feels better because I think uh, I just want to give a shout out. I'm already going to do it at the beginning of the episode here, but like John helped us out last week, and that was a huge help. We also had Darcy from Three Thousand Movies to Die Before You Watch offer to help us out, and uh, we managed to figure this all out on our own this time. Yeah, well, it, seemed... th- it needs to be said right now that Mitch, you've been putting in a lot of work. We have to we have to commend you for your. Uh, your tech savvy. Um, yeah, I don't even know what I would call it. Did, did you? Did you guys get that leg? Just I missed heard the leg. every. Missed everything you just said. Okay, well, to reiterate my <laughs> statement, I just wanted to shout you out quick, Mitch, because you've been you've been putting in work. You've been uh, figuring out all the tech shit. You've been making some great, um, I guess, behind the scenes stuff. You guys might see later. I don't know. But uh, yeah. you've been you've been really uh, grinding on this hustle. Your drip is quite wet. I appreciate <laughs> that, guys. <laughs> I actually the did hear all that before. Stop. I just wanted I just wanted <laughs> to hear you guys say it again. <laughs> just kidding. No, it actually lagged. So hopefully that doesn't happen a bunch in this episode. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's been fun. Uh, we're gonna we're back on track. So we're gonna keep doing what we normally do and uh, start releasing regular episodes. Because it seems like though, if the world's not going to get back to normal, at least we can maintain some sort of normalcy. I mean, that'd be ideal. That'd be cool. Yeah. <laughs> so we may as well kick it off with our Alien Invasion series. Today we're going to be talking about my pick, The Faculty. Why did Which you I... pick The Faculty? Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Why did you pick The Faculty? We'll discuss that in the main feature, my dog. <laughs> right. It's been a long time coming, though, to be fair. Uzi, are you playing on the PlayStation right now? Maybe. I can see you holding a PlayStation controller. <laughs> I can see the controller. Are you kidding this me? guy. <laughs> Come on, guys. All right, what have you guys been? What have you guys been up to in the horror horror world? What have you guys been watching? Who wants to go first? Boozy has to go first. You're playing PS4. <laughs> I, I just signed off. I'm good. <laughs> uh, you want me to go first? Yeah, my yeah. Well. Tell us what you've been watching. Give us give us a synopsis of what you've seen and uh, well, what you thought of. Movies, books, whatever. You just cut out a whole bunch there. I'm assuming you said you're a sweet angel. Let's hear about what you've been watching. That's exactly what I said. Uh, okay. Um. I can I just go through all of them or what? You bet, sir. No, okay. just do two, and then we'll we'll go back and forth. Oh God. Uh, I rewatched Jaws for like the millionth time. Still one of the best movies ever. Yes. Um, Jaws, I don't know. I don't know. Like, what made you what made you want to rewatch that uh because underwater came out the other day i think it came out yesterday and i was like hey i want to watch a shark movie and then i'll rewatch underwater so i did just that i watched or i rewatched jaws for the millionth time and then i watched underwater since it just came out on vod yesterday so which is a better film <laughs> just kidding <laughs> <laughs> it's a tight one yeah <laughs> No, Honestly, both great movies. Well, gotta give a, a huge shout out to Underwater. That movie is just as good as I remember. Okay, I that's what I wanted to know. That's what I wanted to know. Such a good time. That's good, man. Yeah, I, mean, I want to like, watch all, it again. We all had such high praise, more or less, to that film. So I'm curious if it held up, or if we were just like really excited because the last movie we saw before that was Black Christmas. I was worried that it was going to be not as great as I thought, but no, it it, uh, it held up really well. That's awesome. Yeah, and that's out on VOD now. So anyone who's well, everyone should be staying at home right now, anyway. So that's there's not a better time to be renting a movie than right now. Underwater, Absolutely. it's uh, th- 
terror table uh, unanimous thumbs up across yeah, the board. Yeah. And um, I don't know if we mentioned this last week, but we talked to, we talked about the Invisible Man for sure last week, but that's on VOD now as well. So Fuck yeah, definitely peep that as well. Lots of good stuff. Uh, cool. Do you want me to hammer off something? Sure. Yeah. Do it. I I uh, kept up with Cursed Films on uh, Shutter. They released another two episodes since the last time we talked. I wanted to yeah. this. Yeah, you guys got to. Now there's three episodes to watch. Uh, so the other episodes that they uploaded were The Omen and Poltergeist. And both of them were just as good as The Exorcist episode. They're a little bit shorter, but uh, I pretty much mirror all of my thoughts from last week. I think that they're doing it. Shutter's doing a great job at releasing the show and keeping it interesting. For people, especially people like myself who already kind of know this stuff, I think one of the coolest things that they're doing is, like I said on last week's episode, in the Exorcist episode, they brought on a guy who is a real-life exorcist, and it was hilarious, in my opinion. And in the Omen episode, they bring on this like guy who's a mage, but he looks like he sings in a disturbed cover band, and uh, it's, okay. it's pretty great. So I'm very on board with that and what Shudder's doing. Um, I find it super entertaining. So even if you already know a lot of this information, I encourage checking out uh, Cursed Films on Shudder. So there's three episodes there. Check those out. I'm not going to spoil anything for any of y'all. Kyle, have you watched anything? Um, I haven't watched too much, unfortunately. Boo! Uh, the, one things I, the one thing I will mention, I have two things, though. <laughs> and they're yep. kind of half things, but... Um, I watched A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Oh, wow. What which, made you uh, want to do that? Well, I've seen the film before. Um, okay. And I, I really enjoyed this movie. But I actually found out that uh, a director I met at the Eastern Oregon Film Festival in October is friends with this director. And so it kind of just got me like interested in it again. And I haven't seen The Bad Batch yet, which is the, the film this director made after that. Anna Lily Amapur. I might be pronouncing her, her last name wrong. Um, but... I wanted to watch this again just to remember kind of how I felt about it, and it's awesome. It's really, really cool. If you haven't seen A Girl Walks Home Alone Tonight, it's 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 worth checking out. I think it's um it's pretty unique in its kind of like style and presentation, in my opinion. Um, and I don't know, it, it takes a, kind of a cool uh, approach to the vampire genre. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely recommend that. You've uh, seen that, right, Boozy? Yep. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah. I, I haven't seen The Bad Batch either, but I haven't heard any good things about it, unfortunately. I, I've <laughs> but, heard some mixed things, but to be honest, yeah. it just didn't really, like, um, didn't excite me too much. It didn't really, like... No, the, a, a Girl Who Walks Home Alone at Night is more, up, like, more my speed, so I loved that movie when it came out. I've only seen it the one time, so I kind of want to revisit it now. Yeah, That's the they, one where they have the Diane Word lookalike in it, right? <laughs> Uh, yes, you're you're right. There is a because I yeah, yeah. I think the director actually knows him and like hates him or something like that or doesn't yeah. like him. Um, I'm not too sure. I don't know anything about that, but that wouldn't surprise me because I think that guy's a scumbag. So I don't. Oh know. yeah, he he plays such a scumbag in the movie. That's a great movie to check out right now. If anyone's looking yeah. for like a new newer take on a vampire tale. Yeah, it came out in like uh 2014, but it's definitely uh I I feel like it's a movie a lot of people missed. So definitely um peep that. Um, the other definitely. thing I'll mention i guess which is not really a movie but it's uh i watched the half in the bag episode on veronica <laughs> is which, that half in the a, bag is is that shout red, out red letter, letter media it's red letter, red letter media, media. Okay. and uh in my opinion this is the best way to watch it but keep in mind it's an hour-long review on veronica where they break down the whole film 
As the person here who has seen Veronica, I prom and I haven't seen that half in the bag episode. I guarantee you that Red Letter Media video is better than the movie. Well, that's that. That was the impression I got because based off your review of Veronica, I knew I'd probably never watch it to be honest, even out of curiosity. So this was kind of the perfect middle ground for me. So I would recommend everyone to go out and check out uh, Red Letter Media's Half in the Bag review on Veronica because it's it's a blast. And um, I think you're probably going to get the most out of the movie as you could. I, I make the assumption, at least. I Yeah, I second that, and I haven't even watched it. <laughs> yeah, but that, that kind of does it for me, unfortunately. But I yeah, enjoyed both of those things. <laughs> we, got lots to, we got lots to talk about when we start talking about alien movies. Uh, Boozy, do you want to knock off another one? Sure. Um, what you got? Did I talk about, I watched Await Further Instructions last week? No, you didn't. Uh, I don't think you that up. Diego, Diego talked about this when he was still a member of the show, though. Yeah, it's a... I have a horrible memory. I, I only remember useless things like that, but I can't remember what I had for breakfast this morning. <laughs> like, I don't, don't know why I can remember... breakfast this morning? That's well, the most I... important meal of the day. I never... Do you, you want to know what I had for breakfast? I had the quarantine breakfast. It is... Um, Two ounces of special blend Weisers. <laughs> okay. Canadian Canadian rye whiskey uh, mixed with some Diet Pepsi. Why does okay. your quarantine breakfast sound like your regular breakfast? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Roasted. Immediate roast. Yes. I, I have fallen off the I deepest end. I can't even end. see Mitch anymore. I just see a bunch of flames. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so yeah, watch for, wait for their instructions. Um, it's an interesting idea for a movie. There are some really cool practical effects, but not. I wasn't like wild about it. Um, That's a net. It's on Netflix, right? Yeah, it's kind of like if you if you got nothing to do during a massive worldwide pandemic, that would be a good movie to watch. But there's probably better movies out there to watch, like Underwater. Like Underwater, of course. Yeah. Cool. So, <clears throat> what is what is a wait for their instructions? Though, yeah, can I you know, tell me I what know the story about is? This movie. Uh, it's basically this family gets together, I believe, for, like, Christmas, and they're all at this house, and there's, like, a little bit of tension between some of the, like, siblings in the family, and then, basically, like, a giant, like, thing sits on top of the house, so there's, like, guardrails and stuff, and it it looks like they're, like, completely, like, quarantined, blocked in, but then, like, there's a huge twist to it that I don't want to give away, but there's, like, a ton of, like, weird practical effects that happen, and kind of like some cyber monster stuff it's cool though yeah so it sounds like a lukewarm review from uh boozy yeah not <laughs> i wasn't huge on it cool well, it has a, be- it has an 80 percent on rotten tomatoes so that's kind of i mean you might people might feel otherwise potentially although yeah. i'm also looking that fantasy island currently has a seven percent <laughs> that that is also on vod now and i intend on watching it but it sucks that my excitement level for that has just plummeted like, that's too bad it kind of seemed interesting right like from- yeah well i i know nothing about fantasy island but i know a lot of older genre fans were huge into the television show but i've heard nothing but bad things about this blumhouse remake reimagining yeah, that's too bad I what is the it premise seemed interesting i don't know like to be honest, I, I know like next to nothing about it except for uh, a, a lot of my like uh, more seasoned horror fan friends. They they are pretty well versed in the world of Fantasy Island. Like I think the idea is that um, every the people a uh, group of people are on like a luxurious remote tropical resort and they like all of their secret dreams. Oh, all their dreams are kind yeah, of yeah, like I've, revealed. I've seen the trailer for this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Seems like a boozy movie. Yeah. I don't know. I might still check it out, but it's too bad that it's getting um it, it's just apparently not that great. Anyways, that's a tangent, but 
I'm interested Sweet. in this await further instructions, to be honest. It looks kind of cool. Yeah. Do, uh, do you, you guys... have Netflix? Like, do, do, do DVD owners have Netflix? <laughs> um, you know, during these um, uncertain times, I now have Netflix, Amazon Prime, Criterion Collection, Disney Plus, and Crave. So <laughs> things uh, are different. want me to lend you my DVD copy of the Basketball Diaries that I'm holding up right now? Sure. I mean, it I, looks I, pretty good. I honestly could have used a DVD copy of The Faculty, but we'll get into that. <laughs> I do have, a, Kyle, I have two this, copies. <laughs> this might help you out a bit, but uh, during these trying times, Pornhub has made it free to have a Pornhub membership. If you want to uh, add that yes. to your stack. I actually heard about this. A couple of my Club Dub uh, members mentioned that in chat the other day. <laughs> yeah, free, free premium. Oh, wow. I don't know what the difference between regular and premium is, though. That's a good question, yeah. actually. You, you, yeah, because you're usually on like page 480, anyways. By the time you find <laughs> what you want to watch, sometimes you just gotta find something you haven't seen before. You know, like there's a niche market for everything. I, just I feel like premium life. You know. Yeah, I feel like you search the shit that nobody else searches. Like the, like guy hiding in closet watches. That's like that's Boozy's thing. <laughs> so I just basically, watch, uh, like I just R. Watch, Kelly. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say R. Kelly's trapped in the closet. You think hey, anybody that's... has Apple TV? I feel like no one has that. I know one person who has Apple TV, and anytime he mentions a movie that's on Apple TV to me, I don't even acknowledge him because I say, come on, like who's going to get Apple TV? Come, come <laughs> no, I don't want to watch Stealth. Oh, but doesn't doesn't Shyamalan have a series on there? Yeah, the the one that's supposed to be good. It's well, decent. That, that would probably be the only thing that kind of interests me yeah. on that, to be honest. Do you guys want me to talk about a couple things? I saw I saw a bunch again, as usual. List them off, my man. Sure. I uh, checked out the brand new independent horror film, We Summon the Darkness, uh, which was directed by Mark Myers, written by Alan Trezza. So Mark Myers uh, recently directed My Friend Dahmer, uh, oh, yeah. which we saw. Oh, yeah, yeah. At, yeah, and uh, Alan Trezza is the writer behind the movie. He wrote Burying the X, which is a Joe Dante movie that came out in 2014. Uh, it's that one that also stars Alexander Daddario, who is in uh, We Summon the Darkness. Uh, but We Summon the Darkness is, I'm going to read off the synopsis here. Three best friends embark on a road trip to a heavy metal show where they bond with three aspiring musicians and head off to one of the girls' country, country home for an after party. Um, so this is one of those movies. I, I shared this on our Instagram page, uh, which I'm going to start doing, especially whenever there's like some independent horror movies that are coming out. Uh, that people might not know about. I want to give people, you know, lot, lots of people didn't even know this movie came out. So I want people, if you're looking for new stuff to watch, follow us on Instagram and uh, keep up with that. And I will check out all the newest stuff and talk about it on the show, see if it's something that sounds up your alley. But uh, for those who are wondering, this is a movie that is definitely up my alley, and I don't know if it's going to be up a lot of people's. Uh, I really enjoyed it, but I think that this is going to be one that will, without a doubt, be divisive. I don't think this is going to be a movie that's for everyone. Uh, with that being said, I think it caters almost perfectly to my demographic, which is, and I think the three of us, uh, we all grew up kind of going to underground hardcore shows or metal shows, punk shows, stuff like that. And we also have an interest in, you know, the macabre, like hor horror movies and like dark shit like that. And we find it interesting. And that's what this movie deals with. And um, I think they uh, like there's there's this movie. Definitely. I was I was suspecting it to take a paranormal approach that isn't a spoiler. It's just something that I 
I think it, you would actually be better off knowing that it's more of a grounded approach to a movie than uh, a paranormal movie, but it's, it's set around the satanic panic of the eighties and the nineties. And I don't know if you guys are well versed in it, but uh, I'm very obsessive with satanic panic and specifically like the West Memphis three case. Okay, that's, yeah. that's something that I'm very interested in. And uh, this movie, it pays tribute to a lot of those times, like where, you know, horrible things were happening and people were quick to write it off as, as Satanism because kids were listening to Metallica or Slayer and stuff like that. And uh, this movie definitely deals with those types of themes, but it kind of flips it on its head in an interesting way. Um, it stars Alexander Daddario, Johnny Knoxville. And yeah, how's he in that movie? He's okay, but he's he doesn't he's not in it a lot. That's the thing is that uh, he's dead center on the on the poster, and he's right. probably in it for a total ten minutes of the entire movie. Gotcha. Um, so it's one of those movies. But Amy Forsyth is where she was a child actor. I'm trying to, I can't remember what she was in, but I she was a child actor in something. I, she was in like Degrassi. Um, but yeah, oh. she she's all yeah she's all Wait grown up now. Yeah, you can look her up if you want. Uh, but there's a there's a cast of characters here that are pretty likable, if especially if you if you grew up around this type of scene, like the metal scene and everything like that, there's gonna be little nods to, you know I, I felt like I was instantly transported back to the days of like this is very local, but the days of like Lay Relay where you're crushing beers in the parking lot waiting to go see a metal band or something like that. Like course, the movie yes. it, it's very talky. Like there there's a lot of there's like a half an hour scene in a parking lot, it felt like, where they're just drinking beers. And I loved that because I was like, hey, this was me. And like this was my friends. And I don't know. I, I really connected with it. And I think I think it's a really a really good movie. I I enjoyed it more. I think it's in line with movies like Satanic Panic, which is the movie that uh, came out last year that a lot of people are pretty fond of. Mm. Uh, the Chelsea Stardust directed film that was a decent movie as well. But this is more up. It's more my speed. It's more it more deals with the uh, cults and um, like teenagers being shady as fuck. And I don't know. I, I I really enjoyed it. And the the director and the writer are both on the Boo Crew this last week. So if you're interested in hearing about them talk about it, you can. Check that out as well. It stars um, Kian, Ton- Kian Johnson, who, of course, is one of the major actors in Alita Battle Angel, directed oh, by Robert of Rodriguez. Course. Man, yeah. okay. So I watched Alita. Um, didn't talk about it on the show because it's not a horror movie. I didn't think it was as bad as everyone said it was. Like, um, I, I, it was I'm a fine. huge Alita supporter. I love that movie. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it was, it was good. It, it was fun. But uh, that dude is not fun to watch. Yeah, he's kind of like, he, oh, what's that one guy he reminds me of? Um, He's like a really soft version of oh, Dane DeHaan. Yes, yeah, he, he just doesn't have, <laughs> he doesn't have much of a presence. He just doesn't have know. star power, you know what I mean? Like, he no. does not command a screen, unfortunately. You, and you know, you know who does? Is Alexander Daddario. Like, okay. Alexander Daddario. She is so, first of all, gorgeous. Like, she, she's an incredibly attractive person. But she was also so good in True Detective, and I'm not just talking about right. the the famous scene that everyone knows. I still haven't watched True Detective, actually. It's so oh good. man, that that first season is fantastic. I think but, I've uh, only ever seen Alexander Daddario in the film Baywatch. Oh my god, and that's what I talked about with Courtney. And I was like, she she has to just be taking the worst roles. Like she has the worst agent because yeah. like her filmography. She, she has a couple good flicks in here, but honestly, it's. It's, it's uh, for the for the most part pretty rough. Like she yeah. she's terrible in Texas Chainsaw 2013, but that's not even really her fault. The whole movie's just bad. 
Right. Um, but she, I thought she was really good in Movie Summon the Darkness. But once again, I just want to reiterate, this is going to be a movie that is not for everybody. Um, but I do encourage you to look it up and see if it sounds like something that might be up your alley and to check it out if you're into that. I think they take some pretty uh, like strange approaches when it comes to the score. Uh, because I, something I learned about on the Booker is they talk about how they didn't really have that much money to spend on music. So uh, this is one of those movies where you'd expect them to take the lazy route and do like a heavy synth score, or do what is on brand where everyone is like, everyone's obsessed with trying to recreate Carpenter these days. I actually appreciated that they just had like a more low key metal score to this movie. Uh, even though a lot of it does feel like stock music, uh, it's because it is like they, they couldn't afford to get big. They couldn't get like Metallica songs in this movie and stuff like that. Um, but for the most part, I don't know. I just felt I felt everyone's heart was in the right place. And I felt that. And I don't know if it's the pandemic that's going on that kind of this just felt very refreshing to me. So I'm going to recommend We Summon the Night or We, summon the, like it? we summon the Darkness. I'm I think so. I'm going to I'm going to guess that you would like it. I you're a wild card boozy. I never know with you. But I think I think at the very least you'll appreciate what this movie does. Is I think it you'll like better it. Better or worse than When Thugs Cry. Nothing's better than When Thugs Cry. <laughs> but also nothing's worse. Yeah. But I actually spent more time on that one than I thought I was going to. So I'm going to pass it off to one of, to you boozy. You watch something else? Oh yeah, I got a bunch of stuff. Sweet. Um you know what? I'm just going to try and finish it all here in one fell swoop if that's okay uh so i decided i'd never seen this movie before and i'd heard a lot about it but i decided i'd watch it for myself so i watched my soul to take oh boy which is a wes craven film wes craven vehicle oh was that rough that is a bad movie true story courtney sperling is the only person on earth who likes that movie does she actually like it Yep, and I, I, I like I will prove to her one day that she doesn't when we watch it again. But I won't watch. I, I I'm not ready to do that again. It was so bad. I was I wondering because you were sending Snapchats of that that kid from Bates Motel. I can't remember his name, but he's the star in that, and he was also in a uh, House at the End of the Street. Freddie Highmore. No, it's the guy who plays his brother in Bates Motel. Another guy who just has no charisma at all. Um. But oh, either way, uh, Max the... Max Zero. Oh, uh, uh, star of Jumper, star of the Pacifier. Oh, shout out Pacifier! Wait, yeah, shout out. Do we talk about <laughs> this one the of the show? kids? I can't remember if we talked about Pacifier on the show. Yeah, we have. Okay. okay. My what? What is my soul to take though? I, it's been so long. So I haven't watched it since I saw it in the theater, and I haven't watched it again. It's like a slasher movie but a bunch of souls are inside of a person and they can like hop around and then you have multiple personalities doing sh- it made no fucking sense and you could tell a movie was really bad when in the last 20 minutes they had to explain everything because it didn't make sense but like i shout out to the one kid who had like the longest monologue while dying i've ever seen he explained everything <laughs> oh, I... that was going on it's like, man, I saw you just you, gotta uh, die. <laughs> I saw you post about that, actually. That's pretty funny. <laughs> it I must have been when I was walking upstairs, and then I got stabbed, and then he came through a window, and, uh... Like, he just, like, <laughs> kept talking, and I was like, shut yeah. the fuck up. I do um, remember a lot of unnecessary exposition in that movie. Yeah, so that one was definitely not a home run. I... I don't think I'll ever watch that again. You know, that's... And that's the only... The only saving grace for Scream 4 
in my opinion, is that that was the very last Wes Craven movie. Instead, it could have potentially been My Soul to Take. Scream oh. 4 is still good. I mean, I don't... No, Scream 4 is definitely better than My Soul to Take. Does Does My Soul to Take look like it cost $25 million to make? No. It looks, <laughs> it, it looks like a, a CW show. Like, actually, just through and through. It's bad. weird. It reminds me so much of a movie that, like, it should have came out when I Know What You Did Last Summer came out. It's like a ten times worse version of I Know What You Did Last Summer. It's just Wes Craven being very out of touch. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what exactly happened there, but it's, it's a fucking mess. It was yeah, shot in put... 2D, but post-converted to 3D, so you know Holy that's good. fuck. I forgot oh. I saw that movie in 3D. Holy shit. You know, you know you're on for a fucking good 3D flick when that's the case. When it's I'm not even to... supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. I'm going um, some PTSD now. And then the other thing, it's two things put together, is Bryson told me yesterday that if you go on Amazon Prime, uh, I See You just came out on there, which is like an interesting... Uh, I don't even want to give away any of the story because it's... It, there's like a lot of uh, twists and turns in it, but it's basically a uh, kid goes missing and a family deals with some trauma. So I was trying to watch that, but I ended up watching the ice. There's three different movies called I see you. So I accidentally watched like half an hour of one that came out last year, not this year. Don't know how and hunt. Uh, I think it's like a found footage movie. Oh my God. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. I see. I which I see which one you're talking about. It has you, like <laughs> you were meaning you were meaning to watch the Helen Hunt one. Yeah. But you watched the video blogger records his new relationship, whatever the <laughs> fuck. Yeah. I was like Bryson was like, Oh, you'll love I see you. So I'm I'm like twenty minutes in and I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? Because <laughs> like wow, the whole amazing. movie is so fucking shaky. But anyway, I turned that off. That's a bad movie. Don't watch <laughs> that one. And then I watched the actual I see you, which is like fairly good um i didn't really like the twist but it was a cool idea for a movie and a lot of shit it's like four stories within themselves you guys might enjoy it yeah i i uh i'm interested in checking that one out uh from and what the, I can the poster's see. creepy yeah i just looked that up now i just want to let you know that if you would like to go for a hat trick on icu there's another movie called icu but it's spelled e-y-i like i See oh, you. Uh, it also goes by Detox, and it's starring Sylvester Stallone, and uh, it's directed by the director of I Know What You Did Last Summer, and it's a slasher movie, but it's got Sylvester Stallone in it. What year did it come out? 2002. Jeffrey I'm Wright. I'm, I'm I, in. But it's like, uh, okay, so I saw that, I watched that on, so it would have been New Year's Eve with my dad on 2002. Like when I was 12 years old. So that's the last time I saw it. But I it, I do remember, from what I can remember, it's a boozy movie. Okay, I'm totally... Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go for the... This the film has two, it has two different titles. It's called Detox. Detox. Yeah, Detox or ICU. That's stupid, Yeah, what's so though? hard to figure out about that? I saw and it yeah. as, Oh, and it also has Charles S. Dutton from Alien 3. Oh, and Chris, he's such a good actor. He is good. And Chris Christopherson, who's also great. Oh, dude, and Stephen Lang. Yeah, old dude, old dude from this. Yeah, no, there's some, there's some good actors in it. it uh, that just seems like a boozy home run to me. So I will recommend that to you. This looks like Fair. the last thing I'd ever want to watch. Yeah, that's not a <laughs> Kyle. Kyle. Don't be such a negative Nance. <laughs> Agreed. Um, um, last thing before I have one more, and then I'm done. 
And yeah. it's something I already talked about is I rewatched Lost Girls again because I was like, Whoa. did I over did I over enjoy this movie because I may have been like a little bit stoned? Um no, I watched it clear, clear headed this time. Still a really good movie. I really like that movie a lot. That's a it's, kind of a, it's a surprise. That's a good movie, but how in the fuck would you watch that twice? That's a Wait. weird movie to watch twice. What I is know. Lost Girls? Did we talk about this last week? Boozy um, mentioned it, uh, I think, when Courtney and I called you. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. we watched it. No, uh, Courtney really liked it. I liked it as oh, well. I, I just, uh, for me, it was like a solid three out of five. It's, but, it's got Holly from The Office in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's, and she's really good in it. She is surprisingly good. But yeah, yeah it's, I, a, it's I a decent to, movie. I wanted to see if I if I liked it that much, and I think it's a really, really good movie. Cool. It is good. That, yeah, that's uh, all so I've that, watched. That's on Netflix if anyone wants to check out uh, Lost Girls. That's like a true crime type movie. Yeah. But, it was, cool. It's based on some really interesting stuff if you want to go down that rabbit hole. If you want to spend a couple minutes talking about it, one thing, because I haven't talked about that on the show, the thing that I like about that movie, um, as opposed to other movies, is that it at least, because it's a cold case, it's set on a cold case, they don't know who the actual killer was, um, and that's my problem with a lot of those stories, is what's the point when you don't know what the answer is, so right. why would you why would you kind of waste your time? That's just my personal stance, I know a lot of people don't feel that way, um, but what I like about Lost Girls is they at least give you somewhat of an answer. They They go like, this guy was like this person wasn't uh they they weren't charged but it's pretty obvious that they had something to do with it and i think that's enough of a payoff to justify a movie i feel like I, you need to have that to justify a two-hour movie i guess i think it the more the point of the movie though is kind of drawing to attention the fact that like tons of sex workers go missing and they're it's kind of like that idea of like the less dead where, like, people don't really pay attention to the fact that they're missing. Um, so, because that, that movie, the movie draws heavily on that is that, like, a lot of these people were all sex workers and, like, they have, like, family and loved ones, but the police weren't paying attention to it. They're just like, oh, someone's gone. They kind so, of wrote it off because they were sex workers. They were like, oh, whatever, their lives don't mean as much. Yeah, like which that, is that's like, the point I, of the I movie, like yeah. that the, the movie does explore that, though. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. Cool. Sweet. Uh, I got a couple more, and then we can get on to some the next part of the show if you guys want. So I got a couple more uh, things I watched. I watched Gretel and Hansel, directed by Osgood Perkins, director of... Uh, I love Black, Osgood Perkins. Yes, The Black Coat's Daughter and uh, the pretty. I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House. So I've been looking forward to watching this one for a while. I'm a big fan of those like dark, twisted fairy tale stories. Obviously, you guys know I'm a huge fan of The Witch. I love like folklore and all that kind of stuff. So this one seemed very much up my alley. Uh, and for the most part, I really enjoyed it. I think uh, I can. It's one of those movies that on Letterboxd, for the most part, I see just steady threes everywhere. Like everyone's just kind of like, "Hey, it's it's fine. It's okay. It's good." And I get that now, but I, that shouldn't uh, detract people from actually watching it for themselves because this is a super stylistically driven movie. It looks really good. If you're the kind of person that gets horny from like shots and like things looking really good, this is a movie for you. Um, that's you. Yes, I know. Boozy's looking at the screen. Uh, that, that's almost the problem with the movie is that it's distractingly well shot. Like there, there are times where it's just like you can tell that he isn't the best storyteller but he's so good with visuals 
And so the jury is still out for me on if the Black Coat's daughter was a fluke because I think that that storyline is impeccably well told. I can't remember, Kyle, have you watched the Black Coat's daughter yet? I actually haven't yet. I'm just looking at it right now, and I've been meaning to forever and ever. I think it's come up on the show like maybe weekly. But yeah, I just... you should you should do that one for next week. Try try and crush that one. Okay. I have a, a Blu-ray yeah. I can slip in my mailbox for you if you want. Sure, I'll send Curb. you my I'll send you my details. Curbside delivery. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. For me, this is the equivalent to Oats Studios. Like you guys remember, uh, Neil Blomkamp was releasing like short films, like the director of District Nine and Chappie right, yeah. and Elysium, and like he is an incredible visual storyteller. Like he can he he can make movies look fucking amazing and like no one else. But when it comes to actual story, it always kind of suffers. And I feel like the same happens with Perkins here. Um, I think it's still it, the thing is it's a it's a well known story the story of Hansel and Gretel we all we all know the base core story of that um, so it's just all about if you're interested in seeing a darker twisted take on it the problem is it doesn't o- always take that it doesn't go in the direction that you probably want it to it doesn't get as twisted as as I personally wanted it to uh, but I still think it's a really well shot well acted movie it's got uh, what's the, uh, the girl's name from uh, it chapter it. Sophia Lillis. I think. Yes, sorry, thank you for that. Um, yeah, Sophia Lillis, and uh, yeah, it's 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 a decent movie. I think it's definitely worth checking out, especially right now when we don't have a lot to do. Um, this is a movie to make sure your blinds are closed, make sure your room is pitch black, and crank the sound uh, because it's a pretty it's a pretty powerful movie when you watch it that way. Um, so that's Gretel and Hansel. Thumbs up for me. Another one that I posted on our our Instagram page that I wanted people to check out is another indie horror film that came out this week. It's called Sea Fever, uh, which is directed by Nisa Hardiman. Um, so this is an, an Irish movie. Uh, I'm just going to pull it up here to make sure I'm giving you all the proper details. Irish. Uh, the crew of a West Ireland trawler marooned at sea struggle for their lives against a growing parasite in their water supply. Uh, so this one, yeah, sweet. Re- this is like, this is the movie that when it started, I was like, I can't wait to go outside afterwards and call boozy and force him to watch this. Um, because this is very much a boozy movie, but, um, I think it's actually, it's good to have a little bit of a couple caveats before you watch it, because this is not a creature feature. This is not a monster movie and the poster sells it that way. And I think that that's, uh, pretty poor advertising from a marketing perspective. I don't think they did a great job in that. I think the poster, it looks kind of cool, um, but it's hard to, to market a parasite movie. Like, you know, we, we think about movies like uh, the Bay had a really cool, cool poster, but like it's uh, another movie that came to mind was isolation. One, the boozy really likes mm-hmm. another really good parasite movie. Um, but this is a super timely movie. It's one that's it's good to watch during this if you want to get even more paranoid about the things that are lurking outside that you can't necessarily see. Um, it's it's a slow-paced movie, and it takes time building its characters up, and the environment and the tension eventually takes over and takes full control of the film. You can tell that it's clearly inspired by movies like The Thing, um, but the way that the scares and the scenes are set up I personally feel like there was also some heavy inspiration for movies like Session Nine, and I know I'm hitting a lot of buzzwords here for Boozy. Um, mm-hmm. This is definitely this is definitely one that I want you to check out, and I want to know what you think of it, and I'm curious to know what you think of it because I think overall this was a really solid uh, paranoid parasite movie. It's it's just an entertaining 
trip on a boat that gets pretty uh, pretty intense at times. And I think that the the movie's strengths lie in its uh, in its ability to ratchet up tension. But I just think I, it's definitely one that I I wish I wouldn't have gone in thinking that it might have taken a creature feature approach because that's the way that the poster sells it, and it's definitely not not like that. But it's it's a pretty cool infection movie if you're looking for something like that to watch. So once Where can again, I find that one? Uh, anywhere online it that's just streaming right now for vod like if you have like shaw cable oh, okay. it's not like shutter shutter. Or anything. no it's not it's not anything like that i would imagine it's going to be on something like that at some point but uh but you can definitely find it online uh okay. to yeah and then the other i have one more um and then we can get on to the rest of the show but uh, since I'm so excited about this alien invasion series that we're doing, I decided that I want to double it up each week with another alien movie that I either haven't seen or haven't seen in a long time, uh, to revisit or check out for the first time. And this week I checked out species. Yeah. So this is, yeah, this is the first time I watched species. And the, fr- the very first time I watched species was when my parents were still together and they were in love or pretending to be in love. Oh, I was, eight, so this I is was, BD. Yeah, this is before the divorce. I would have been, I think, six years old, six or seven years old. And I crawled out of bed and peeked around the corner and watched the entire movie from around the corner as my parents were watching it. This was where I got my first glimpse at some boobies. Um, This was one of those movies that definitely uh, was a bit of a sexual awakening for me where I was like, oh, those are kind of cool. And uh, it it also what just, are those it, for? What I are like, those? Yeah, I was like, ooh, I, de- I definitely li- like this more than the Titanic ones. Is what I remember thinking <laughs> at the time. Uh, but yeah, so the species is a movie that has just got a fucking bonkers cast. Like this is the most. This is another movie that we'll be talking about uh, when it comes time to talk about the faculty. Like movies that are just so '90s that it hurts. Species falls in that category hard. Um, but we have guys like Michael Madsen, Ben Kingsley, Alfred Molina, uh, Forrest Whitaker, Michelle Williams. Uh, there's, there's so, like, the cast is fucking bizarre in this movie. And people just keep showing up. Like, they hadn't, like, a lot of these people hadn't really blown up by, by this point. Um, but the story of it is a group of scientists try to track down and trap a killer alien seductress before she successfully mates with a human. So it's all about them trying to find this alien that they uh, they had her trapped when she was like younger, and then she gets out and she starts fucking everyone because she's trying to get pregnant because she wants to create more aliens. So it's a pretty flawless uh, script idea, and if you're asking me, uh, but but she's looking for the perfect mate. Yeah, she's looking for the right, right seed. Yeah. But man, okay, so the characters in this movie are just fucking... Like, I texted Boozy afterwards, I said, man, Species is goofy. Because it is goofy, but fuck, it it holds up a lot better than I was expecting. And I think it's a lot more fun than people give it credit for. And I hope it has a bit of a resurgence in these coming years. Because it's a goofy movie, but it's pretty fun. Um, I, I still, I don't think it's good. I just think it's quite a bit of fun. Um it, like Sill is the name of the alien in this movie, and it was based off an H.R. Giger design, which is kind of cool. So it's another another design that was based like your thing. But the thing is, like, so you obviously compare it to movies like Alien. The difference between species, there's so many differences between species and Alien, but like Ridley Scott knew how to work with what he had, and cut, he knew w- that the xenomorph in Alien was a man in a costume, and he had to cover that up. 
and make it look good in any way that he could. In Species, it just felt like they didn't have a clue what to do with this thing. So it's out in full, 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 full force. So it makes for like a really campy, fun movie, but it makes it almost impossible to be any type of scared by it. It's just more so an entertaining movie, but it's also so funny watching the, like it's one of those movies and this was a very nineties thing and eighties, I guess where they bring this like ragtag bunch of gr- this group together to, th- to, they assemble a crew to take down this one force. And like this crew is just stupid. <laughs> like <laughs> like force force Whitaker plays an empath. <laughs> so like his, his whole thing is like, he walks into a room and goes, <gasps> so Someone was scared here. Someone, someone died here. <laughs> the, the part Courtney and I were laughing so fucking hard that we had to pause it. Uh, Forrest Whitaker runs into a room where there's two bodies that are just ripped apart. Like they're just there's blood everywhere. And he goes, "Someone died here." Well, <laughs> <laughs> like, no fucking shit. Oh uh, no, it's it's like, goofy, it, but. I was going to say, okay, so it's goofy. The overall tone is a little, like, off the wall, would you say? It's like- so, yeah, it's so off the wall. And it, I just think, like, the whole 90s charm of it all is what makes it stand up as as a fun movie to revisit. Okay. It's not going to be a movie where, I don't know, if, if someone has some kind of hot take out there that Species is some kind of masterpiece, I'd love to hear it, but I really don't. I think it's just a fun movie to watch. And it's uh, if you're looking for another alien adventure to to go down this is a this is an avenue you might want to explore so like kind of uh, how we, we look at like 80s horror tropes quite often and like maybe they're the most like fondly remembered like generally but this could be a good example of like some 90s horror tropes potentially very good example this okay. is a very good example of the things that they were trying to do in the 90s that they thought they could pull off that they just couldn't yet all right they just weren't and that's that's a thing that happened throughout the 90s is like a lot of the CGI that just doesn't look good. Um, a lot of the like, I don't know. It's you, you. Her boobs attack people in this movie. I don't know how you can take it seriously. Like they grow strings and like tentacles and attack right. people. If you're not sold at this point, I don't know what you want. No, no, so no, no. Um, makes complete yeah. sense to me. So that's uh, everything if, I watched. If you were going to remake this movie now, who would you have as the species? Oh man. <laughs> That's tough because you have to get someone who's just like very alluring. Like obvi- the obvious comparison, like a good double feature pick with this would be Under the Skin because okay. it is it, it, like it's well, because it's got a similar storyline. It's just one is very fucking different. Um, right, right, right. Um, I don't know. I, I think I'd throw Natalie Dormer in there. Yeah, that's a good pick. Natalie Dormer would be good. Uh, I don't know. The obvious choice would be Margot Robbie. Yeah, that was what came to mind for me. Yeah, they just think about hot Would blonde. Would she dress who... up like a clown? <laughs> no, that's all she does. That's all. Well, she does. It may, maybe if she does, there's. I'm sure there's people who have that kind of kink out there. We live in a society. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, uh, I don't know. Do we have any news or anything like that? Uh, I didn't prepare anything. Okay, I think we can just go on to our main feature discussion. No more books, no more teachers' dirty looks. The students at Harrington High have always suspected their teachers were from another planet. Is this going to be on the test? This is the test. This time, they're right. 
These six students won't just question authority. They'll have to destroy it. Critics are calling it hip and scary. A thrilling ride from beginning to end. The faculty. Please report to the principal's office. And welcome to our main feature conversation in which we'll be kicking off our Alien Invasion series with my pick of the week, The Faculty, from 1998. Uh, the Faculty was directed by Robert Rodriguez and was written by Kevin Williamson. The original story was Bruce Kimmel and David Wetcher, but it was repent by Kevin Williamson, uh, which we will get into shortly. Uh, this movie came out in 1998, and it tells the story of students suspect their teachers are aliens after bizarre occurrences. That is the IMDb synopsis of the film. Um, so we can just pretty much get right into things. But uh, I will say when we are starting this conversation, the faculty is currently holding a 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb, is holding a 53% on Rotten Tomatoes and a 61% on Metacritic. Uh, so this movie also, it stars, stars that this is the feature debut of Jordana Brewster, who we all know to, we learn to love from uh, the Fast and the Furious movies. As a Dom's sister, she's a part of his family, and uh, I, I that... had no idea. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Well, I <laughs> yeah. knew that while researching this film. But... Is, is yeah, that she... common knowledge? Yo, of course it is. Jordana Brewster plays Delilah. Uh, then we have Clea Duvall who plays Stokely Stokes, which I'm Stokes. sure we'll we'll discuss this soon. Uh, Laura Harris plays Mary Beth. We have Josh Hartnett playing Zeke. Uh, Sean Hattesey plays Stan. Then we got the likes of Selma Hayek, Famke Jensen, Piper Laurie, Christopher McDonald. For those of you who don't know, that's Shooter McGavin. Yes. Uh, Beeb uh, Newworth and Robert Patrick. And of course, John Stewart, Elijah Wood, and we can't forget Usher Raymond. Yes. So absolutely stacked cast here. So um, don't I guess- forget Eric Jungman, who had a recurring role on the Disney Channel hit program, Even Stevens. So let's not forget Good that. Good yeah. Who the hell is that? Oh, um, and Danny, Danny Masterson's in this movie, too. Yeah, he plays one of the freshmen. Also, Summer Phoenix is one of the... one of the. She's like the girlfriend who's getting mad at her boyfriend throughout the film. That's Joaquin Phoenix and River Phoenix's sister. Oh, weird. I did not know that. All yeah, right, there's, well, some guess... weird, there's some weird uh, little... I mean, I can break these up later, but there's some weird cast choices in here. It's pretty cool, though, actually. Yeah, I guess we'll kick off with like we do with all these series since it's my pick. I'll lead things off and then I'll pass it off to you guys. Uh, but I will begin by explaining why I chose this movie. And that is because this is without a doubt in my top five favorite 90s horror movies. Um, this is a movie that I hold very near and dear to me. When I was younger, so I would have been around seven years old, uh, I had Backstreet Boys posters in my room. I also had an NSYNC poster. And one day I replaced my Backstreet Boys poster with a poster of the faculty. So that was a huge day in my life. I had this poster in my bedroom. This was also when my parents still pretended that they were in love with each other and they were married. Um, I kept that faculty poster in my bedroom and I I even kept it when we moved and uh, the family split up. Do you you still have it? Yeah, where'd you get the poster from? It was, okay, true story. Uh, I went, I was such a frequent guest, a frequent uh, 
guest at Family Video VHQ hey, over actually <laughs> over by uh, where I'm currently recording this, like just down the block, the, the video yeah, yeah. store just down the street. I used to bike over there all the time as a kid, and I'd rent the 99 cent movies or whatever, or I'd rent any movie I wanted. And I was obsessed with the faculty. I just thought it was the coolest movie ever. And one of the guys who worked there knew that. So every couple months, they would like stock up on all of their posters that they would have in the in the windows and like on display, and they would just give them away. And do you guys ever remember that? Do you remember going into video stores and they would just have oh, them yeah. out? Be like, yeah, oh, grab yeah. whichever one you want. Absolutely. Um, the guy actually held the faculty for me. So like wow. that just it's very weird that I have such a like strong connection with this movie in particular, but I don't know. There there's a lot of things about it. I I think revisiting it this time this. Honestly, without exaggerating, is probably it's got to be in my. I'm in double digits for sure. Like I'm in my 20s of seeing this movie. Uh, I've seen it a lot. Um, this is one of my comfort foods. This is one of the movies that I I put on on sick days. Like you know, you have those movies that you just always go back to. That just uh, they're familiar. You you may you already know everything that happens. You could probably recite the whole script, but you just love watching it anyways. This is one of those movies for me. And that seems a lot really weird for some people because it's the faculty. Because um, a lot of people consider it to be a huge blatant ripoff of other better movies, which I couldn't disagree more. I think it's, a, if anything, it's just this is Rodriguez and Williams paying homage to where they came from and what they love. And I think that if someone has a different uh, argument on that, I would love to hear it. But I just, I, I could not take it seriously. I, I think that this movie is so obviously paying tribute to where to other stories and other films that these filmmakers loved and came from and learned from. And I think it shows throughout the movie. I mean, and I guess that, I, I think at the time you could maybe, I could understand that argument a bit more like, Oh, what is this? I've like seen this before. This isn't anything new, but I think in hindsight, that argument's totally invalid to be honest. Like, I mean, it's pretty obvious at this point, this is clearly homage to like films that have come before it, but also having its own sort of spin and I don't know, creative juices for it so totally. for its own. I agree. I think it holds up entirely on its own as its own uh, entity and its own piece of creative work. And uh, like this, this came out in the era of like varsity blues, can't hardly wait, fear, never been kissed, scream. I know you did last summer, urban legend, all movies like that. So this is like, this is that peak era where we were all like, this is going to show our age. Obviously I, I'm the oldest one here. And I feel like this movie makes me look really young because I was a kid when all these people were teenagers obviously and I just I thought they were like the cool the cool kids that had the hip soundtrack everyone wanted to be Josh Hartnett and not shit they everyone would be like no I'm not showering today Josh Hartnett doesn't shower so why the fuck should I like and I don't need a haircut mom I can just put, take these scissors and cut straight across that's what Josh Hartnett does so I don't see what the big problem is um and yeah it always made me want to have like a cool name like zeke or stokely like why do why do why do they get cool names like that my name's blaze yeah <laughs> they call me cutter i don't know i think there there's it's just unparalleled you can't compare the teen angst that you feel when the opening of this movie kicks in and you hear the kids aren't all right by the offspring yeah, and like it, it, you have the toxic high school football team all together and just everyone being all like just stupid teenagers together and everyone's, you know, this movie, it it really taps in on that whole idea of everyone's trying to be so different from each other, yet they're all so similar. And that can be, that could be uh, adapted to pretty much any conversation. Um, Like for, 
yeah, I don't even know where I'm getting at here, but I guess that's that's where I can kind of leave it off for now. I love this movie. I have a lot to say about it. I want to hear what you guys think of it. Um, because from what I believe, this is a first time watch for Kyle. So I want to I want to lead off with Boozy because I know Boozy's seen this movie before. I want to save save Kyle for last. But uh, Boozy, what are your general thoughts on the faculty? Are you a fan? Um, when I recommended doing this, were you excited about it or were you kind of dreading it or where, where are you at? Um, no, I was excited to watch it. I watched it a couple of years ago because it used I, I don't know if it's still on there. It used to be free on the PlayStation Network. They have that, like, PlayStation channel. Do you know what I'm talking about? You're always where, watching shit on the yeah. PlayStation. Everything came up, this, this came up last week, too. I'm where <laughs> thugs, that's where you saw when thugs cry. Yeah. Right, right, that's right. Where, that's where you find, like, the weird shit. But, no, it used to be on there, so I'd watch it on there. I've seen this movie quite a few times. Um, I have fun every time I watch this movie, but every time I watch it, I realize, like, how much it just steals from other movies. This movie wants to be the thing so badly. Oh, okay, so you are you're a part of that camp then. We have yeah. an interesting conversation ahead of us then. I could um, I could see that, but I don't I don't know if I feel as strongly about that to be honest. It, it's basically like the high school musical version of the thing. That's, that's how it feels. I don't know, man. And I, and I think I think that's very very intentional. Like so so obviously intentional. There's a blood test scene, the drug test scene. There's the Famke Jensen's head being on uh, tentacles that's, and everything. That's like, what it's I mean. So... It's like it wants to be the thing so bad, but obviously it's like it's a completely different movie because they're trying to cram like a bunch of other stuff in this movie. Yeah, and see, I think that that's totally. Uh, I think that 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 was a a conscious decision on Rodriguez and Williams' part. Like, I think they they were like, "Okay, hey, we should make this scene like the thing," or like. It, show like show inspiration from the thing like there's so many references for the thing in this movie like the drug test scene famke jensen's head there's also references to like the shining the shower scene with the old hag right Uh, that's that's shining there's also a homage to aliens uh near the end like in the pool sequence where you you see the 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 alien kind of fluttering up in the ceiling that's that's like lifted directly from aliens and then, like, the most obvious one is Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Like, oh, in, the, in the most, in the most, uh, what's the, um, what's, what's the fuck, what's it? Kevin Williams. In the most Kevin Williamson fashion, you have Stokely mentioning Robert Heinlein novels and Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And, like, that's just the most Kevin, Kevin Williamson thing ever. So it shows that they know exactly what they're doing by mentioning these things and referencing and paying homage to all these things. I don't think they're ripping it off, but I guess... No, not uh, at all. I think it's, it's it's actually quite interesting because, I mean, this is post-Scream, right? And obviously yeah. Scream is paying homage to slashers. Like, and, you know, I mean, a lot of horror films as well, like the genre itself, I suppose. Um, but this movie kind of, it's in the same vein as that. But it's more like Rodriguez looking at... Maybe not just slashers. He's looking at horror films that he loves and how he can pay homage to those in, you know, really specific ways or maybe really uh, vague ways in other senses. And I don't know. I think that comes off as purely, um, uh, you know, paying respect to those films rather than a ripoff. And I mean, yeah, obviously some are very, um, you know, on the nose in some cases for sure. Like you just mentioned a bunch there, Mitch. But at the same time, like, if anything, it, I don't know, it, it still feels fresh in a way because it's in the context of the time that this film is being made in, right? Like, it's, I mean, I know know you said High School Musical, but I just, it's hard for me to even think that because High School Musical is such a, like a, I don't know, like hyper 
saturated version of that. To me, this is like um, is this, this is more I know what you did last summer, but much better is kind of how I look at it, rather yeah. than High School Musical. That's that's I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you but you could say I guess you could compare High School Musical. Don't know what you did last summer. I understand what you're saying, but yeah, I think, you can tell I think they, it's they had the same writer. Well, you can definitely tell that. I think yeah, it's really well, funny that he left. He was going to direct that, it, but he he left it to make that one movie, uh, Teaching Teaching Miss Tingle. Teaching Miss Tingle. What terrible yeah. movie! What the not, fuck not, is Teaching Miss Tingle? Exactly. I, rem- I remember it being very bad. That I remember it has the name of a porno. Yeah, well, it has Katie, it has Katie Holmes on it in it. I believe. Yeah, and of course, well, and of course, he has uh, Dawson's Creek affiliation, so that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but uh, he. He actually was asked to like rewrite the script from the Weinstein's. Yeah, those dipshits asked him yeah. to rewrite it because, um, th- and that's the other thing too is that, uh, you know, at the at this time, like this was after Scream, and I know what you did last summer, and like we saw with I know what you did last summer was just essentially a watered down version of Scream in every sense of the word, where it's like they could have just made that they already they did do that again, like with uh, uh, Urban Legend, and I'm not throwing shade at those movies, it's just. A lot of the same movies came out consistently after one after another. Like they shared so many similarities. Where I liked, they at least tried something different with the faculty by twisting an alien invasion spin on it. And that's like exactly, an, that's and exactly I, it. That, that's what that's what works for this movie for me because like that the fact that like the rules of this world aren't like I don't know like it doesn't in a it doesn't take itself very seriously in a way, and I think that's what really works for it. But at the same time, it's not like over the top like agreed in my mind when i think of like movies like when i think of like this era of film and like the way that like high school is presented i might not specifically think of one film but i think of like one like general feeling and tone and having never seen this movie before this is that exact feeling and tone i've always felt but i just had never seen the movie that perfectly encapsulates all of it it's and it was actually really interesting in that way for me i agree yeah, so like you, so you're a you consider yourself a fan of this movie, Boozy, but you do think that it's kind of it's just a ripoff of other better movies. Is that kind of where you're at? No, I'm not saying that that that's not like a detriment to it entirely, but you can just tell that it wants to be other things. I think this movie is a lot of fun, and I think it's aged well compared to a lot of other things we've watched. It's also very curious that you love this movie, but you don't like I Know What You Did Last Summer I have very to much. Agree. I absolutely have to agree on that. And I can yeah. explain every single reason why The Faculty is ten times better than well, I Know What You Did Last Summer in every single way. That's not what we're trying to say. I think okay. it's. I think they ha- they have the core similarity, the 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 Kevin Williamson writing, like that's still there. You also got to remember that. I, yes, I don't like. I know what you did last summer, but Scream is one of my all time favorite movies. I have a I have it tattooed on my body. So, yeah, but if but if if Scream is on the far left, and I know what you did last summer is on the far right, I feel like the, the faculty is right in the middle. Yeah. The fact, yeah, the faculty, yeah. It, it could it this to like. For example, if they wouldn't have shown us any of the kills in the faculty, it could have been as much of a piece of garbage as I know what you did last summer. But at least they sh- at least they showed us stuff, and I know in uh, the faculty, and they got creative with it. Whereas I know what you did last summer is a carbon copy of something much yeah, superior. I know what you did last summer is all about the melodrama, and the melodrama is clearly in the faculty as well. And oh, I feel the like... melo the melodrama works so much better in the faculty that's, too, that's though. Because what I'm you... trying to argue, what I'm trying to say yeah. is there's still like similarities through the two films, and so I agree with Boozy when he says that because. Yeah. I I think if I you see like where you're those coming elements from, from this yeah. film, it's hard to really hate on what I know what you did last summer had going for it. In my yeah. opinion, I, don't know. 
I personally, I, I don't think they're even comparable. I think the faculty is so much better. But totally like that, that's, that's yeah. Well, you know, some people like onions, some don't. Like we have, we have different tastes. That's fine. But I do, yeah. I, appre- I appreciate you trying to uh, step, at, so step at me, bro. <laughs> I. But speaking of, I know what you did last summer. That's a, That's another example of why the faculty is so good at showing that it knows exactly what it's doing is within the first 20 minutes of the movie, Zeke, Josh Hartnett, is trying to sell bootleg pornos oh, <laughs> to kids. Sorry. And they're like, oh, Nev Campbell and Jennifer Love Hewitt? And they're like, yep, full frontal. full frontal. I wrote frontal. it down somewhere. Pretty, um, oh, God damn it. I forget the title. There was a really funny name for the title of the porno. Yeah. Which, like, which they, probably wasn't real, right? Like, it was probably no, just like... No, of course there. Yeah, the, there is no way I, Nev Campbell and Jennifer Love Hewitt were in a porno that I haven't seen. Okay, so we all have like bought shady shit out of the back of somebody's car, right? Like, is that like a common thing? I don't. I've never have, but I know the idea. Yeah, I know the idea. Party of prettiness. Party of prettiness. I think I bought ecstasy out of the back of a car once. (laughs) I think I bought like. I have to go. No comment on that. (sighs) I think I bought a shirt and some other shit off somebody in their car one time. I think I bought like My Chemical Romance shirt outside of a My Chemical Romance concert. That's not true. I did. I did buy a bootleg version of Jumper. That's very weird that you bought you brought oh. this up, and it was out of a guy's trunk. But it just so happened to be that he had it in his trunk, and was like, "Hey, you want to buy this?" I was like, "Well, I didn't buy it. I just took it." But who has a bootleg? Co- Anyways, let's. Yeah, this. he got it from Mexico. He was on the beach, and he's like, "Oh, this get this movie's still in theaters," and I so he brought it back to Canada, oh and it's God. like a cam. It's a camera version. Hell on yeah! A burn- Honestly, <laughs> Jumper actually has a very strong place in my heart because that was the first movie I ever reviewed on the internet. But I won't get into that. Really? Oh, that's yeah. great. Okay, yeah. So, so back to the faculty, though. Um, so, I guess we can kind of get to Kyle. Then this is this was your first time. I guess we kind of know where you're at, but this was your first time seeing this movie, which is crazy. Yeah, um, but you're yeah. also you're you're very. I I don't want to blow you too much, but I I know you're you're a guy who knows your shit when it comes to film. Uh, how does like be honest? How does the faculty hold up in 2020? Well, to be honest, like, I actually didn't know this movie existed until maybe, like, two or three months ago. When like, you joined the terror table. And when I joined the terror table, exactly. Just hearing, I feel like every episode I've been on since I've joined the show, I think the faculty has come up one way or another, whether in passing or for actual discussion. Um, and so, I don't know. Like, I just basically knew that, for the most part, both of you, but especially Mitch, talked uh, quite highly of this film. That's really all I knew about it, to be honest. I didn't even know it was... Uh, an alien film. I knew almost I also, nothing about it. I also want to interject that I feel like I know a specific niche that you enjoy, and that is trashy teen stuff. It's and true, I think, like, and I think I, that this this kind of falls in line with that. And I think that there, I thought there was a good chance that Kyle was going to enjoy the faculty. No, this this really, really, um, like I said, like you know, when you look back on like a memory from your childhood or anything nostalgic i suppose where like you just have like a general sense and feeling of that but maybe there's not like a specific memory like that is the faculty but i never knew that i could attach it to something so specific <laughs> like in a way i guess maybe before this i would attach it to i know what you did last summer maybe but like not that specifically again but this just is it checks off a lot of boxes for me. I'm a huge Degrassi fan, like a giant Degrassi <laughs> fan. The last episode, or a couple episodes ago, when we talked about Sorority Row, I was more interested in the hills than the fucking Sorority Row. So that Very gives you true. an idea. That gives you an idea of some of the fucking like degenerate bullshit I've watched over the years and really have thrived on. 
And yeah, I mean, there was there was no way I wasn't going to at least enjoy the faculty. But I really think in in 2020, I think the faculty holds up a lot better than you know some of the stuff we've even been talking about this episode. I think um, besides the oh, god awful CGI, I think this film really holds up very very well. And and in some ways, it's um it plays homage to the films it's talking about a lot better than something than some other things from this era. And I mean, maybe that's a detriment to the film. Like we were talking about some people's point of view, like, okay, maybe it's ripping off these ideas a little too much. I don't really feel that way. I think it's more um, of its time. And sure, that could also be a criticism. But I think the fact that it's still enjoyable in 2020 means that it kind of, you know, surpasses that whole notion entirely i mean the fact that you have usher raymond in this film <laughs> like is really yeah, a test yeah, like, yeah. like and th- that's pre, uh, yeah this, this is, is pre this is more yeah. like um you remind me era if anything yeah um but uh or even pre that maybe i don't know but it's this it, was um, when he was first taken off where they're like hey we got to get this guy he's got to be acting too i don't know can, right? we, can we all agree that he can't act He's not no, very good. I, okay, to be I, fair, what he's I will, not in the film very much. I was expecting he, him to be in good. More. Good. <laughs> yeah, he can't. He can't act. But I will say that he's actually better than a lot of the rappers or like musicians that yeah, they yeah. try to make into actors. And I, I also feel like his character alone is like it's a pure trope. Like eighty percent of these characters in this film are just you know high school tropes from that time frame, right? So like they're not given like um, you know. They're not given like very uh, developed characters on purpose, right? There, he's he's a jock. He plays football. Every time he sees his his uh, teammate, he fucking like jumps him because he loves football so much. <laughs> like, he loves, he loves his loves, boys, yeah, loves his homies. He loves his homies. That's all he's about, and that totally works for me. The first thing I wrote down, and when I was about fifteen minutes into this movie, I just wrote down, "This is the best episode of Archie's Weird Mysteries I've ever seen." Because... Man, okay, holy shit, Kyle! I am so happy that you mentioned that because I. I also think there's that's so weird that you mentioned that. But the reason why I liked Archie's Weird Mysteries so much when it came out is because it reminded me of the faculty. Well, and it absolutely does. Like, how could it not? Like, this, yeah. the parallels are super clear there. Totally. And I don't know. I think that's kind of what makes this film strive is that it has these tropey, stereotypical elements, but it, it, and it wears them on its sleeve very prominently, but it works. Like, it's not. It's never, you know, cheap. It's never wholeheartedly gimmicky. I don't think even at any moment does it really um, feel excessive. I think it's paced really, really well. Like, the first, like, I don't know, 10 minutes of the movie is a fucking chase scene. And, like, we're off to the races right away. Like, this movie doesn't waste any time. And I think... You know, I think Rodriguez has obviously proven himself as a director. He's also one of the fucking weirdest directors out there in hindsight, of course. Totally, He's man. For Spy Kids to Island and Lost Dreams and the Adventures of Sharkboy and Lava Girl. But, <laughs> I mean, at, at this point in his career, this was kind of a, a weird step, right? Well, not really weird, but it was an interesting step because his previous film was Till, Till Dust Till Dawn, which, of course, is in the horror genre as well. Um, him making... A more like straightforward horror film, or definitely a horror film of its time, kind of you know, you know, displayed uh, a want to be maybe making more um, accessible film, and I think this is definitely more accessible uh, than really anything he made before this. True, but and it he also, also he, it also he shows his, his chops though, like this, his uh, versatility comes through in this film. I think. 
I agree. And I think he showed he shows a lot of restraint in the faculty coming from from dust till dawn. That's a really good such it's such a different movie. Like it's such a different beast. But um, both of them are like you you couldn't put from dust till dawn together next to the faculty and say this is made by the same director. Yeah, same. (laughs) Exactly. Like it's pretty wild that he is such a diverse director and like um I think that that just goes to show that he just loves movies and he's just one of those natural born filmmakers. Like he's one of those people agree. that just that's, under that's his quality. Yeah. He understood the industry and he understood how to, ma- he understands how to make these things. But to Boozy's point about how I think like a lot of like the arguments when this, when this movie does come up, the argument, the main argument people are going to be having is, I know we've already kind of discussed this, but is it a ripoff or are they paying homage? The problem that I think the only negative thing I can really say about the faculty is that they pay homage so much to the point where it opens up for a debate that they potentially ripped it off. Like there, okay, there's yeah, so yeah. there's so many times there's so many references that it gets to the point where it's like, okay, now you got to put some of your own ideas in here as well. Yeah, but but remember when we were doing like a couple months ago when we were doing like these uh, um, classic films and modern film comparisons. Like, doesn't this just feel like a body snatcher film more than anything else? One hundred percent. It feels way more like a body snatcher film than the thing. But I, I think so too. Personally. And also at the same time, I could probably you like I couldn't do it off the top of my head, but I, I bet you I could find at least ten or fifteen other movies that have done blood test scenes, scenes that are directly right, lifted right. from the thing, and that is always a reference to the thing. People are always paying homage to that movie and that scene because it's one of the greatest scenes in horror but history. Even though that it's uh, even though it's obviously like ripping off the thing if you want to say that it still makes sense in the movie it's not really cheap like it 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 makes sense in the the plot and the narrative of what's going on so that's why i think all that kind of stuff feels justified although i do understand that criticism but it's also know. cool it's it's cool how they do it how zeke is like a, a high school drug peddler and he's like that like that's it's another one of those stupid things though like we got to talk about that when it comes to these alien invasion movies how do people come up with the logic on how to defeat aliens? Because in this movie, they say it's Advil <laughs> and like yeah. it's, it's essentially Advil and like household products. And then you have really quick. M. Night like, what do we think? M. Night- do we think Zeke is cool or not? I, okay. So here's the thing is I was friends with Zeke in high school. That was my entire friend group was my Zeke's I, in prison now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Zeke. Yeah. He's definitely in prison now, but that's how uh, my friends were in high school. Kyle, what did you say your first note for this movie was? Oh, my first note was, this is the best episode of Archie's Weird Mysteries I've ever seen. Okay, no word of a lie, my first uh, note I have on this movie is, Resuscitation Amity is dumb thick. (laughs) (laughs) That was your first note, that's like halfway into the movie. I know, (laughs) but like... I thought Resuscitation Annie was super weird. I've never seen a a Resuscitation doll look like that. That's a good point, actually. It is a little bit fucking... It's a little odd. Man, there's just there's so much about this movie that has just made its way into my DNA. And unfortunately, because here's the thing is that, like, I'm a... Like, a lot of people... Like, I'm sure a lot of our listeners already know, but I come from a music background. Like, I played in bands. I grew up playing in bands. And, like, I've played guitar since I was 12 years old. Or even younger than that. And... Um, when I was learning how to play guitar, I was learning music like The Offspring. Like they were, they were a huge band for me. Like I, I fucking hate The Offspring now. I think they make horrible music now. 
but they're those bangers like self-esteem and like uh, oh, the kids aren't all right pretty much everything from Americana and before even Americana was pushing it but like uh, they're one of the first riffs I ever learned was the kids aren't all right because I loved it so much in the faculty. Like it's just, there's something about it that just speaks to teenagers and youth. And I think that that's what makes the movie so strong is that it really connects with younger people. It really connected with me. So I think that's uh, why I love it so some of that soundtrack is very suspect. Let's yeah, talk Cheryl about Crow the Creed. Let's talk about the Creed song yeah, here. Yeah, the boys. Creed. The Creed cover is so funny. Alice Cooper. That. Alice Cooper, which is actually it's already featured in this episode. Just so you guys know, I do not I get it twisted. Yeah. Do not get it twisted. I will find a way for that song to make its way into this episode. I but guess get, getting the hot band like Creed at the time. Creed hadn't even put out. Uh, yeah. What's that? With arms, arms wide open. open. They, they, yeah, yeah. they hadn't even put that out yet. And they put out uh, Alice Cooper cover of I'm 18. Oh, which man. was kind it, of cool it worried at the time, me. Sure. <laughs> it worried me when I was like, I know the lyrics. What the fuck's going on? <laughs> I know. It's like, wait, that's Scott Stapp's voice. Why yeah. am I singing this? <laughs> I was like, do why do think... I know the lyrics to Scott Stapp's song? Do you guys think <laughs> the, the words guaranteed to jack you up have ever been hardcore lyrics yet? Oh, my God. I, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Back in the day of like, you know, like I played in bands where like, We'd have the cool breakdown. Yeah, of course. You have the, the catch. Just because and, she uh, sleeps at night doesn't mean she's, that she's all right. Yeah. Exactly. And of course, I thought about uh, the guaranteed to jack you up <laughs> like right before a <laughs> breakdown. That or uh, one our most famous one on our latest CD was uh, we used the, a clip from the Warriors. Like, uh, can you dig it? What do you guys think about um, Elijah Wood in this film? I always like Elijah Wood. I think he's great. And he's I think been good forever, honestly. I, I always like him. 40. He's 39. He's always 12 yeah. in my mind. The, that's one of my, my, my biggest criticism with the movie is I fucking hate that it ends with him and Jordana Brewster together. I fucking hate that. That's it sends the know. worst message. But it's also it's a win for the nerds. It definitely but sends it, a terrible message. I couldn't agree more. But I think, honestly, that is kind of part of the zany nature of the film. Because as much as the film is very melodramatic and kind of... You don't get to see that. You don't get to see the dark side of that side of the story. Like you don't get to see where she starts taking advantage of him for years, and she starts milking him for all he's worth. And well, he starts, that's for the that's for the sequel. he starts giving up. He starts giving up his friends, and he doesn't get to see any of his friends anymore. And he's oh, just man, a, we've all been there. Hey? <laughs> yeah, no, like I, I've, I've always hated that in movies where it's like, hey, these these two, like, yes, she's hot, but they're clearly not suited for each other. But I think like, that's what makes it kind of funny for me. Like, well, I don't think I took that seriously for a second. And maybe that is a little bit like over the top. Um, but it's a teenage fantasy. Exactly. And I think they that's want what this whole film kind of is, right? Yeah, they he's want the audience to that, live through it. He's especially that, like, uh, he's the Twilight character of this film. You're supposed to be a nerd watching this film, enjoying his sort his of... His come uh, up. Felt- <laughs> exactly, his come up. He's literally taking photographs of the K- Pentax K-1000, which is the most, like... I don't know. Every time you've ever seen anyone taking a photo, a film photo in a movie, he's there's always a Pentax K1000. And then he's basically taking the... <laughs> I wrote this down. He's taking the Saves the Day, I'm Sorry, I'm Leaving EP cover at the end of The Butterfly. <laughs> Holy shit. That was a great poll, Kyle. I appreciate that all the emos out there represent. It's like, if you look up that album cover, that's exactly what he's taking at the end before he yeah. sees the 12 magazines with his face on it. So did, let's talk about the actual movie, though. Did, did the did any of the twists work for you? Like, did you suspect Mary Beth? 
I actually didn't, to be honest. That got me. I'm yeah, it's, it seems it so perfect odd. sense. It makes perfect yeah. sense within like the narrative of the film. And I think it's a good um a good choice for a twist, but no, I did not see it coming. I think if you if if someone were to build a time machine and you were to go back and dig through my room and you you would find you would find like a twelve year old Mitch, ten year old Mitch, honestly anything from the ages of nine to seventeen. I would like write my own short stories or write my own scripts because I was a little fucking dweeb and I liked doing that and I liked uh, making my own stories and potentially one day being a filmmaker myself or te- or writing stories. Or guarantee a you, host. Yeah, guarantee you every <laughs> single one of the, every single one of those scripts shows clear sign of me loving the faculty in it. Like I actually think that this is one of the most inspirational, one of the most influential movies that is, I've ever lived through. Is and this your favorite film? I mean, I know it's we, it's not, it's not, but it, it it's I owe it a lot more than I give it credit for, and that's why I'm happy we're doing this episode and I can really give it some love because right. it had a huge impact on me, like embarrassingly so. I don't think it's embarrassing though. Like I think this film is like it it has aged well. Like as much as I did give i know what you did last summer praise i it hasn't aged as well as something like this honestly it hasn't thank but you kyle i think um i think that honestly comes down to the filmmaking i think the fact that you have someone like robert rodriguez behind this i think he is able to tell a story more eloquently um you know and sure a lot of these things are maybe things you saw or a lot of a lot of what's in this film may have been things you've seen before or things that you saw during this time frame 98 you saw a lot of movies like this this movie easily could have got buried and maybe it did to some degree um but i don't know i think watching it now it's in the upper echelon of all those films though to me this is this is on par with scream to some extent i would say oh yeah that those are some big words but that's a hot take I'll go I'm not, there with I'm not you. Saying, just... I'm not saying it's better than Scream, no, but I'm saying I, yeah. I think I think you can play in the same league. If I'm being honest, I do. I, I think it's one of the best '90s movies, one of the best '90s horror movies. Like, and I think, uh, especially Kyle, like you'll. I think uh, obviously Boozy and I are a little more well versed in the horror side of things when it comes to the '90s. Uh, but I'm excited for you to for your knowledge to extend and see these things because I think I think once you see more '90s movies, you'll realize just how special the faculty was too. And I, I think, think I, I really, even, I like that. Even, even looking at like lists that people have made of 90s films, they're pretty, like, the 90s was kind of weird for this for the genre, honestly. Totally. It's like, such I, a weird time, man. Like, it obvi- obviously there is a plethora of classic films from the 80s and even 70s um, that sort of, you know, let the genre evolve for the next 30 years or so. But the 90s are... It's almost like a grab bag to me, but in the totally. way maybe the, the 2010s kind of was too. I don't know. It depends how you look at it. But the the 90s was that I guess it's it's kind of a it's a circle that just never stops going. Is that like people are tr- always trying to find things that are going to stick, trends that are going to stick. Right. right. And uh, the faculty was like it was kind of a wild card just because it was the same idea as Scream, and I know you did last summer, which are proven successes, but this time it's aliens. And uh, yeah. that was a pretty, you know, at at the time, unfortunately, that was a bold move. <laughs> like, you know, people copy shit. They, they, the industry at one point, they don't care about originality. They want to just make money. And I think it's pretty awesome. That's 2020. And we're having a 40 minute conversation about the faculty. <laughs> I think the one like major takeaway I can grab from this film is that this film has proven that I will definitely forget even less about 1993's body snatchers 
<laughs> I'll take that as a win. Yeah, you guys, you guys went on that. So, Bo- Boozy, do you have any closing thoughts on the faculty, or do you have any thoughts that you want to get across? Um, I okay. I really appreciated that when Josh Hartnett crashed his car, that they actually had a dummy fly through. I don't know if you saw it in the background. I like did. The, yes. Yeah, that yeah. was awesome. Um. Also, you know how there's that thing where, like, they, they said that, like, no one believes them at the end, but he's in all those magazines? Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, yeah. How, how do they, like, explain the exploded buses and all that stuff? <laughs> I was thinking about that the whole time. Like, if no one believes them, what, that, why, you know, like, how is this shit destroyed? See, Boozy, this, this is the greatest mystery for <laughs> me about you, is how you, your brain just clicks in on certain movies where you start thinking about this, but then other ones you're like, Sir Odiro, fuck it, I'm not thinking about any of that. But <laughs> That's then a good like, point. Why does it click in on this one? I like, want to like, kill it, myself during Sir it's a time. Yeah, it's, it, it's like a time bomb with Boozy. You never know when it's going to pop off if he's going to start <laughs> thinking or not. <laughs> there's just, you know, it was just very interesting to think about that. Um, Josh to- Hartnett is beautiful, and he always will be. Um, I like him I, as an actor. I think he's, I, I a think good he's actor. pretty good, honestly. I agree. I'm, I agree. I'm really bummed that he gave it up. I understand why, but like he kind of comes and goes, right? Do you like know actually why? Perfect. I feel like he would have fit in perfectly into like um, Supernatural or something like that. No, he's way too talented for that. He was know. good in Pe- he was really good in Penny Dreadful. Uh, if oh, I never saw that. I, for- I forgot Penny he was Pe- in that show. Yeah, Penny Dreadful is actually really good, and that's where his that was like his return after like thirty days of night and everything, which he was great in that too. Yeah, I I like Josh Hartnett a lot, but uh, yeah, there's there's always those actors who just kind of dis like Freddie Prince Jr. quit after tw- he yeah. worked with Kiefer Sutherland on Twenty Four and said that Kiefer Sutherland was such a miserable prick to work with that he wanted to quit acting altogether. So uh-huh. like I actually I actually don't know why Josh Hartnett quit acting. I can only assume it was Harrison Ford and Hollywood Homicide. <laughs> there's there's no other answer. Oh, yeah, also, can... are am I the only one who's like deadly afraid of getting crushed by bleachers like this movie? Yes, dude, oh, I, that's I, that was a huge fear of mine. Yeah, I was always scared of crawling under bleachers, but I always wanted to get a handy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Just kidding. They go hand in hand. Yes. Pun intended. All right, boys, this has been so much fun. I love talking to you guys. I miss you guys so much. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed doing this. You guys all yeah, ready to hack, wrap up? That hack drug is so 80s. No way, man. I don't do drugs. Scat? She, she got doesn't some call, bad shit. Doesn't he call this stuff scat? <laughs> Why are you naked? Okay, wait. Let's close this off on a real... Like, I had a real question. <laughs> what? Do something, you pussy pook. Well, Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously though, you guys. Okay, so in signs, water kills aliens. Right. That that's the that's the yeah. the device that's gonna kill them. So we have a, a species that travels from another world who comes to a planet that's eighty percent water. Um so their weakness is water. In the faculty it's Advil. Like what how do people come up with this? Do you guys have any guesses? Do you have any any guesses as to what what uh weaknesses aliens would actually have if they were coming to Earth? I mean, I have no fucking clue to be honest with you, but they made this <laughs> That's a pretty loaded question. They made this at least believable in this film. I'll be honest with you. They dried up. Sure, I'll take it. Why yeah, not? I like, I like how they're like, well, we know that if this fucking alien decides to snort this drug, he's toast. He's toast if he decides to get fucked up on this on this scat. I don't know. I, I think the backbone of this film really 
again works with something I I think I've said at least a dozen times, and I think Boozy will back me on this. Is sometimes these like classic sci-fi storylines are just timeless and they work, and that's I think kind of why this film works. To be honest with you, oh, totally. way in it. I that agree. body snatchers type uh, storyline. It'll never. It, it will. Well, it will get old if they do it too much. But surprisingly enough, they didn't do it all that. Like they didn't kind of kill the body snatchers thing. There wasn't like a big like the faculty didn't have the the scream phenomenon follow it. Like it wasn't like people like people did not fall for the faculty well, the way they did with the with scream. That, that, that's so maybe what I should have mentioned earlier. I should mention that earlier. I think that's what makes this film kind of stand out too is the fact that it's it's not a slasher. You know that yeah. that's what makes this movie kind of unique. Especially in a, way, in a right? ninety a nineties. Same with uh, Candyman. Even like it it sure it is sort of a slasher, but it does enough different. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, guys. All right, well, we'll be back next week to discuss Boozy's pick, Honeymoon, which yeah. is in my my top 15 of the decade, which you can go back and listen to. Which I also haven't seen yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. I think you're going to enjoy Honeymoon quite a bit. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Good picks all around, boys. Uh, this might be... Actually, I don't know. For all I know, Kyle could end up hating Honeymoon, but I was going to say the next like, couple episodes are probably going to be positive ones. Because it seems like we got some pretty solid movies picked out here uh, that I have a tough time believing the three of us are going to be whining about. <laughs> I know some people like Jeff Thies and they they prefer when we uh, complain about movies. <laughs> they Did prefer. It, do we get any any response? Because I kind of shat all over Sorority Row a couple weeks ago. I was going to say, can we watch Sorority Row again? Literally, <laughs> no. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't think people even listen to that Sorority Row episode because people wouldn't, they wouldn't watch the movie. Why would they even touch a podcast on it? I, uh, that's, that's pretty fair, honestly. I, I, I guess I I'm just that. trying to corner all those markets we weren't aware of. Yeah, I just, no, I appreciate it. I like that Boozy comes in with the wild cards all the time. But uh, before we close off, I just want to say, I think we can say from, even though Kyle hasn't seen us, the three of us wholeheartedly say, go out and check out Honeymoon this week. Uh, let us know what your favorite alien invasion movies are. Let us know what you think would destroy an alien on our Earth, uh, what their weakness would be. Let us know anything. Like, let's just have some fun. We're all, we're all quarantined. Be, I think it would be hepatitis. Hepatitis. <laughs> That's Hepatitis a good guess. D. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Terror Table, and we'll see you guys next week. Stay spooky, everybody. Bye. Hello.